Hello, everybody. We are back. It is the first official Talking Jacks of the season. We are out of preseason mode. My name is Alex Warren. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Ben Goshorn. Ben, welcome back to soccer. Woo! It is not officially our season yet, but we are a week away as of, well, not quite today. When you hear this, possibly it'll be a week away. But yeah, we are uh, on the cusp of the 2019 season, and we actually have meaningful soccer to watch this weekend. Other teams, but... There's U.S. soccer to watch this weekend, which is pretty cool. Yep, the league kicks off. Um, I believe the first game is Friday night. Uh, mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. I know it we is. play we play on a Friday night, which is a little random. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that is going to keep me from attending. But um, but yeah, I'll be tough. there. I'll be there in spirit. But uh, we're not here to talk necessarily about that game. We're just going to talk about you yeah. know, the, the the season as a whole. Uh, we're going to kind of recap the off season and all of the changes. And get you ready for week one, where uh, we'll have Talking Jacks Extra, just like last season. Uh, we have a great guest lined up to talk some Indy 11 next week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get the ball rolling. It's 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 that time again. And, I'm you know, we're both really excited. Hopefully going to do some new things this year uh, mm. that we're still in the works. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to get the, get the ball rolling. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be another fun year. It's going to be another busy year, I think, too, but... We shall see. But uh, as busy as it will be this year, it was a crazy off season, to put it simply. Uh, um, Yep, that's for sure. To briefly recap, in case you've been under a rock since the like first week of December, um, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but regardless, um, we have a new coach. We have a new GM. He's he's switching roles, but he's a new GM. Yeah. and Mike Jeffries, former coach, of course. Um, our head coach now is um, Jim McGinnis. So um, it's it's kind of interesting. There's definitely some changes, uh, a few, to put it simply. Some roster turnover. Uh, we've re-signed – we only re-signed, what, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six players. Are you um, counting Enzo in that six? Or is Enzo uh, a new player in your mind? No, that that's actually without including Enzo. Okay. Actually. Yeah. I, yeah. Got, yeah. That's so. It, but it's it, seven in a way, um, but still a lot of new players coming in. Because I mean, if you think of it, it's you generally want like I don't know, eighteen in a squad. So it's <laughs> a lot of people. A lot you of want, new people. You want eighteen in a game day roster. You want like yeah. <laughs> ideally, you'd like to have like twenty two in a, in a squad. But it sounds like. The independents are going to roll a little bit light this year, which, yeah. um, you know, that's something that Coach McGinnis has talked about already with the, with the fans and the media. He's mentioned that he likes to have a small squad. I know yeah. Louisville has had a lot of success, obviously, with a small squad, so it's it's sure. definitely doable. Um, but it's going to be something that we're going to have to manage the injuries better than we have in the past. I know, yep. really, the last two years we've picked we've had a lot of injuries, but some of that was due to. Um, having a lot of 32 33 years uh and up players mm-hmm. on our roster this year we really only have jorge herrera as the um the the aged one i guess if you could say whereas last year yeah. we had several um in in his neck of the woods and for as far as age range um but yeah like you said like i was kind of describing it um to my wife as 
everything stayed the same in terms of off the field, but everything on the field is like absolutely different. You know, the independence has been in flux for almost every single season they've been around. This will just be the, I think this will be the first season that they will be in the same place for two full seasons in a row. Right. Yeah. Cause it was like like an actual home. Right. Confident in that. Um, Cause I don't, I don't think Ramblewood was ever two full seasons in a row. I think it was like half a season and then yeah. a full season of Ramblewood and then half a season of Wandering and then half a season of Matthews. And then math, you know, last year was the first full year at Matthews Sportsplex. Um, and this is just the second year. New ownership group has kind of like fully gotten uh, integrated. Uh, integrated. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Um, they kind of came in at the last minute. I think right around this time last year that was that deal was announced. So this is yep. the first time we've had that ownership group in place in the off season, and obviously we saw some of the the results of that. Um, so it's it feels like a pivot year, um, in terms of direction. It's it seems like this is the first year they've they've kind of changed the branding around. It's talking about building it for the future. There's a lot of uh, talk about like. Um, today starts the journey towards memorial which is good stuff um you know we'll probably get a lot of questions about memorial stadium throughout the season we we tend to always do um yeah so it's good to kind of have the team uh leading the charge in that kind of uh talking about that but but yeah like how do you feel about all the off-season craziness um it's been a roller coaster really because I think I was one of I was I was one of the few people. I remember when we announced McGinnis. I think it was like me and Richard and like the core group of Jacks Militia, the the main fans I keep in contact with, that woke up late that morning. So <laughs> we woke up at like a normal time on a Saturday. I think it was a Saturday, and we uh, were like, it was a Friday because I rem- I saw it at work. Yeah, I remember oh, I remember vividly that that I was at work when it all happened. Yeah. And it was, I didn't know where to start with everything. I, I, it was a thing where I didn't know if I needed to read up as much as I wanted or possibly could, or if I needed to get coffee or, or what I needed to do. <laughs> it was a, a strange moment. Um, I didn't, and then, of course, with all the jokes we have back and forth, I didn't know if it was real or not. So there's that. <laughs> you um, thought it was another it, Randy Moss situation? Exactly. Like, you don't know if it's a Randy Moss situation. What the hell's going on? But um, really, the longer I've had to process it, and big picture-wise, especially um, reading his book and just listening to interviews and um, and just talking with him too, because he's been very open, just talking with fans and things like that at the the couple uh, meet and greets and things like mm-hmm. that that the Independents have put on this off season, which have been fantastic, by the way. They they've been great. Um, feels like we've had the most maybe fan interaction with uh, uh, players and coaches this year, which makes sense, I suppose, with the change at the helm. But I really feel good about him as a coach. Um, I think his tactics will be interesting. Um, And there's a – I don't know if I should be more concerned than the smaller squad we have, but I I haven't – I don't think it's fully – set in that we have as few players as we currently have but um but yeah what about you alex yeah i'm i'm kind of um i'm like where you are at but like take it down like a little notch 
you know, I was a little bit more confused when we made the move. Um, like part of me was excited, but it was just kind of excitement because it was so strange. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's not every day that your club, um, hires a guy who, who is such like an experiment. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a like high risk, high reward type move. Um, I think so, coach Jeffries did a really good job, uh, kind of laying the foundation and, and I don't, I feel like he should have probably, um, like give, been given, you know, maybe another year or two to try and imprint his, you know, coaching onto the squad. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, I'm really glad he stayed with the organization, um, yeah. and, and moved into more of a front office role, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much his job is gonna change, like going forward from this season, because um, it seems like they were working together in identifying some of the players. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like I don't know. The more, like you said, the more I've you know heard him talk about this year's squad, and now that we're actually signing players, and you know we're seeing the players in action. I've yet to see the team in action, but from what I've heard. Yeah. Like it sounds like things are coming together a little bit. Um, I like the idea that of the way he wants to play, you know, mm-hmm. play hardworking, dynamic, pressing, um, move the ball. You know, it's not it's not going to be a huge departure from what we saw from Coach Jeffrey's squad tactically, um, but just maybe more emphasis on um, hopefully defensive shape and. You know, maybe keeping a keeping more clean sheets. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's that's something that could help us out. Uh, but and I'm I'm super excited to have Enzo back. I think that's yeah. like the it's it's almost like the under the radar story. At least with uh, maybe maybe among our fans, just because there's been so much change. Yeah, it seems like league wide that Enzo is making a pretty big splash, and he's always like the leading uh like news on our season preview type stuff. But I feel like we haven't talked about it as much because. There's been so much other, uh, or so many other changes, but like having Enzo back is so important. Um, I'm really excited to see if he lines up more as, at center forward, or if he's going to be used more in the midfield, or maybe both. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just excited to have him back on the field. Anytime you can get a player who's top five player in the league on your team, that's just a huge boost. Um, so you know, I'm excited about the season. I I, I still think. Um, I still think we're maybe a couple players away from maybe being a top squad in the East, but mm-hmm. I, I think if we're consistent, if we can stay healthy, I think we should challenge for the playoffs, um, and, and hopefully, you know, get past that first round. That would be awesome. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's a long season. Yeah, that it's, it's definitely going to be a long season. Um, playoffs have changed as well. Yeah, and I... It's going to be interesting, too. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you, I wasn't hugely fond of the playoff structure, which I think you were getting at. Yeah, Uh, I was just going to say. It's unnecessary. But I will say, um, McGinnis, in all his wisdom, uh, did bring up a good point. Um, The fact that there'll be two extra teams making the playoffs will make it more interesting later on in the season. Not that there was a ton of weeks later on in the season where just teams didn't have anything to play for. Yeah. But we did definitely get to those moments, I think. Um, And we've seen it consistently in the USL season where 
I don't, I don't want to say fourth of the last week of the season, but later on in the season, you got some teams like Penn FC or sorry, Richmond kicker fans, Richmond kickers, um, where they just don't have anything to really play for. So yeah, they kind of play at that point. They're the players are just playing for their next contract. Yeah, exactly. So in theory, you won't have as much of that this year. Um, so that, that is what makes it interesting. I think we definitely do have some pieces. We do got to sure up and just some, some solid depth, um, regardless of how small our squad we're going to be. But I, th- I think the main thing I've taken away from the squad we put together, every one of our players are, are quality players. Um, I, I think figuring out the tactics that McGinnis wants to run. The only thing I've seen in preseason has been a four, three, three. Um, he's said numerous times he um, has a love affair with Klopp. Not exactly in those words, but he loves the way Liverpool plays. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of rotation in the midfield and the attacking players. So that'll be interesting, too. Um, really curious where Enzo and Alex and Jorge um, are really going to land on the field, quite frankly, um, where they're going to be situated. Um but I feel pretty confident that – well, I don't want to say that it, all three of those players will be on the field together. But in rotation, I think those players will be on the field pretty consistently, all three of those, um, which will be good. I, like you said, though, I'm, I'm definitely happy to have Enzo back. Um, I mean, 2016 and 2017, uh, he was uh, in the running for MVP. Um, I I think he'll return to that form. It's going to be interesting to see where he fits on the field to get to that point is going to be the interesting thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've got some quality players coming back. Um, one, we haven't even mentioned Andrew Gutman, who will be a, an excellent left back, which will be exciting to have. Yeah. So that's a good kind of point. I just want to go kind of go down the roster right quick. Uh, these are just the players that have signed as of today, which is March 7th. Uh, excuse me, have signed and been announced because we know yep. that there's a there's a handful of players who have been signed but haven't been announced because of paperwork issues. Uh, so if that happens before you hear this, just know that we didn't know about it. Um, <laughs> so we've got goalkeeper Brandon Miller, center back Hugh Roberts, midfielder Jake Airman, midfielder Afrin Taku, uh, forward Dominique Oduro, forward midfield combo Jorge Herrera midfielder Kevon George defender uh, left back Andrew Gutman like you just mentioned uh, midfielder slash forward Enzo Martinez right back Joel Johnson midfielder Alex Martinez and defender Abdul Mensali so that's the 12 guys as of right now um, and like you said all seem like really quality signings um, that's one thing that I've noticed it seems like the players that we've signed uh, so far have been a, maybe a step higher than what we have signed in years past. Um, there, you know, we, there's some of them are still question marks, but it just seems like overall the quality of the squad is just a little bit higher uh, than in years past, at least on paper. Um, yeah, and it's interesting to see how much quicker we're going to be on top of everything else. I mean, you look at the – not that pace was an issue last year because I don't think Jeffries really relies on the pace in his style. Um, yeah. But you can tell with Abdoulaye Mansale, 
uh, he's very quick. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a fast player. Um, Dom Oduro, extremely quick and, and, and pacey. Um, of course, Joel Johnson's up there as well. And Gutman's going to be fast as well. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to see play out. Um, yeah. I'd almost wonder as far as our team compared to others that I – I, don't, I can't even say if this is factual, but I feel like we're going to be one of the faster teams in the USL um, as a whole. Um, may have to look into that a little bit more just out of curiosity. Yeah. But uh, And that's something but, yeah. McGinnis has, I think, talked about. He's talked about wanting dynamic, uh, you know, physical wingers who can mm-hmm. who can get in behind. He's, I mean, he's just talked about that a lot in his interviews. Like you said, he has been pretty open about how the team wants to play. Like he... He's talked about wanting to play like Liverpool. He's talked about wanting to, you know, play with the ball, play with possession, but also uh, be organized defensively to press high. Um, so I, I'm really excited about that aspect of the of the, you know, I love I love what the way Liverpool plays. So if we can match that, I, I, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think it won't be boring this year. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's for sure. One way or another, I think we will. Uh, It'll be a <clears throat> eventful season, yeah. I, I venture to say. Well, so we kind of came up with a little game that we're going to do. Uh, if you ever listen to the Total Soccer Show do their season previews, you'll you'll be familiar with this concept. But we're going to do a couple of specific predictions for the season. Um, and then as after this episode comes out, we want you guys to submit your specific predictions. And if your prediction comes true, you'll get to select a uh, – Talking Jack's item of your choice uh, from the Teespring shop, which we don't really have a shop. It's just we can slap our logo on pretty much anything on Teespring. <laughs> so if you want it on a coffee mug, it, you know, T-shirt, towel, whatever. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll do this. You'll you'll see how it goes, and and then we'll we'll put out some more official, I guess, rules because uh, I'm sure we'll have some people. Uh, I won't name any names, Jason, <laughs> who might try to uh, cheat. So, uh, <laughs> Jason cheat. No, yeah, never. Right. So, uh, do you want to go first? I know you, you had mentioned you had one good one right off the bat. Yeah. So I want to hear it. I've got a, I don't know how bold the prediction this is, but I think, um, at the end of the season, we will have two players in the, um, USL first team squad starting 11. Wow. I think, Two you think players. We'll have, not, you think we'll have two players go be all league? Yeah. Wow. I, I think we'll have that two is, players. That is you know. bold. Yeah. Are you, I, <laughs> okay, I won't count this part against you, but yeah, who do you think the two will one. be? Hmm? Who do you think the two will be? The, I, I if you get Enzo this wrong, you can there. still win. Yeah, okay. I Enzo. think Enzo will be up there. That's a given. The second one's hard for me because there's a couple players I want to lean towards, but... I'm going to say Enzo and Hugh, Robert, or Hugh Roberts are going to be in the all-USL first team starting 11 come end of season. That's that's bold, but you know what? It's not it's not outlandish. Like I I could see it oh. happening. Like if we have a good if we have a good season, um those those two are going to have to be kind of the Hugh Hugh Roberts will be the anchor of the defense and Enzo will be, you know, the the anchor of the offense. Can you can yeah. you anchor an offense? I guess you can't really anchor an offense because that's kind of he can be the engine of the offense. There we go. There you go. Yeah, that works. Okay. 
my uh, my first specific prediction is that Jorge Herrera will outscore Dane Kelly. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's going to Ooh, yeah. I think that's... Jorge Herrera it, it's going to be close, but I think he'll outscore Dane Kelly this season. I don't know if he'll I don't know if he'll get to the record. Um cuz I think he trails by 3 maybe. I think it's um, 3, yeah. So I'm not sure he'll get to the record, but I think he will outscore Dane Kelly. Yeah, that that is a bold one. I mean, if nothing else that is yeah, that's it's going to be interesting to watch that uh race play out. I think, especially playing them the second official week of the season. That'll yeah. be a, a fun one to keep an eye on. That's one that I wish the USL would promote more. I feel like that's a really cool storyline to have two guys, you know, in the league vying for the all-time leading scorer crown um, at the yeah. same time. But they don't it's really ever they don't really ever promote it. Maybe it's because they don't oh. um, they don't want to admit the fact that they like didn't count any stats prior to like 2010. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they don't. They want to ignore that as much as possible. Or maybe it was. Maybe it's, it's even too. Because I think there's a third person very close behind them, um, See, like I, within reason, who's still no playing in the league. I can't remember. I, I can't exactly remember who it is, so I'm not going to name drop them because um, I've got a couple of my names in my head. But yeah, it, it's curious that they don't keep an eye on that as much. Like it's not as because you think. I mean, that's a pretty big story that two veterans are going to be going for the all-time scoring lead this season so yeah i think jorge's yeah. got about 10 years on dan kelly though <laughs> yeah i mean dan kelly is he's he's, he's up there he's not uh, as he's not as old as you think or as young as or yeah no he's not as old as you would think i think he's in his 20s still i think he's oh okay Enzo's age. i thought he was like minimum 30 like i thought he was like 33 ish did you look yeah, it he's, up? he's only 28 so yeah. he, he's definitely a good bit younger I think he's the same age as enzo Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, Dane Kelly's younger than I am. Whew. Getting old. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But um, anything else you kind of want to preview for the season? Or oh, you, you have to give your next prediction. Oh, I do have to do my next prediction. Yeah. Um, we still have one more prediction for the independence. This, see, this kind of coincides with my, my first one. Um... I'm going to say this isn't that bold of one, but I'm going to say Enzo's going to get 15 goals and 10 assists this year. That's that's pretty bold. I mean, that's that would be I think that would be career high in assists. Yeah, I, I would I would think so. I think But that's I, hey, I, if he does that, he he's definitely a lock for best 11 though. I would I I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm basing it on I think he'll He'll be high up there on the goal total. I think no matter where he's going to be on the pitch, I think he's going to be looking for goals. I think he's got a lot to prove this year. Um, he's coming back home, playing with his brother. Um, and based on how much they moved him around in Colorado, um, I think he's going to be that much better of a facilitator too. Yeah, uh, that's a good I, point. So I, think, I think that's going to be and, – and the other thing to keep in mind, which um, – which is something interesting. I, I asked McGinnis at the Jackson Militia event not not too long ago. Um, I asked him, who does he see is going to be the main scorer for the club? And he didn't give me a distinct answer, but he thinks it's going to be a score by committee type of thing. Yeah. Um, where it's going to be the hot hand. Yeah, which I can really totally see that. Best success, and really that's the way, even if you look at Louisville last year where Cameron Lancaster – 
to score 26, 27 goals, they've always scored by committee. So I think that's something you, you kind of have to go by. You can't just have one guy who's going to bang in a goal every couple games. You have to have players that can – different players on the squad that can contribute because we've seen where we don't have different players that can contribute where that kind of comes in to hurt us um, where they're, when they're in the – they don't have the hot hand. So, yeah, uh, 15 goals and 10 assists for Enzo Martinez. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too, about scoring by committee. That's something we kind of lacked the last – really, last season. Um, you know, I think yeah. we were always looking for who was going to be that third goal scorer. We had we had Cordell Cato and we had Jorge Herrera. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like – it was a pretty steep drop. Uh, Eamon Zayed came on strong towards the end of the season and kind of took yeah. up that mantle as – but uh, that was when Cordell Cato was out. So it was like exactly. you really need – two or three options on the field at the same time who, who are a threat to score a goal or else you become too predictable. Um, so I think if, if, if we can get or Damo Duro and uh, Mansali to chip in a couple of goals each and uh, mm-hmm. maybe the outside backs to contribute a, a, a couple of goals, which kind of leads me to my next specific prediction, which is that Ooh. Joel Johnson will score his first career goal for the independence this season. He still hasn't scored a goal He's for us. He's not. Okay. He's not. I thought you were going to go to the other side of the pitch. No, um, I, because I feel like that's not going out on a limb too much because I think he yeah, scored like a ridiculous amount of goals in college. Um, I think he scored like seven goals just last season as an outside back, which is like a ridiculous amount of goals for an outside back to yeah. score in such a short season too. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that's to me, that's not like going out on a limb to say that he's probably going to score a goal. But Joel Johnson has been one of our best players, most most consistent players, but he's yet to get on that the, the scoring sheet. Um, so I think he's going to get one this year. Okay. Do Do you venture to guess how he's going to get it? Um, I see. That's the tricky part. I think he'll get one. I think it'll be an open play. I don't think it'll be a set piece because he doesn't okay. he doesn't ever really take set pieces, and yeah. he typically is the last man back when we do corner kicks and free kicks into the box because he's. You know mm-hmm. he's the fastest player on the team, and he's one of the better better defenders. So he rarely yep. gets opportunities on set pieces. So I think it'll be a open play, probably on like a counter attack. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, th- I think I was wonder I was going to try to pull it up real quick, but I don't think I'm going to get it in a timely manner. Um, thanks, computer. But I wonder <laughs> how many actual shots he's taken as a whole, like in his entire career. I feel like it's not a lot, um, but you know I don't. I'm not willing to put a number on it. Maybe like twelve. I just said I'm not willing to, but then I put a number on it. So <laughs> I'm gonna take it. As, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to pull it up. Actually, I, I may be able to pull it up right now. Um, yeah, go for it. We're not. We, you know, we don't have anywhere to be. Yeah, let me take a look at this real quick because I think the USL's website is cooperating. Um, interestingly enough, um, this doesn't seem to work. Okay, it's not. It's not really. Cool. It's not going to work. Okay. Well, if you yeah, can yeah. remember to go back and look that up later, you can let us know. Yeah, I'll have to uh, add you on or tag you on Twitter when I find that. Um, okay. So, do you want to do like one pr- one specific prediction for not in- not independence related, just as as the league? <sighs> did you Did you think of one of those? I did. I didn't think of one particularly, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, do you have one? I assume. Or? 
Um, so I, I, this is not really going out on a limb, but I'm going to say that Nashville is not going to be as successful as people think. I think they're going to be like okay. Tampa was the last couple of seasons where they've tried to mm. put together the USL All-Stars, but I don't think it's going to work on the field. Um, I think there's going to be maybe some te- maybe some chemistry issues, uh, some some problems with like play style fit, uh, that kind of thing. Plus, mm. I don't know. They they struggled to score goals last season with some really talented goal scorers. So, yeah, I'm just gonna. That's gonna be my. Predi- I, I don't. I don't know if that's really bold um, because we've seen teams go out and spend a lot of money and then not be all that successful. Um, but no, I just think I think there are probably two or I think they'll finish no higher than fourth. Yeah, I, I think they're an interesting squad because, like you said, they signed. I mean, some fantastic players. Yeah, but and I'm not saying they're going to be terrible. Like I said, they're not going to finish higher than fourth, so they could finish fourth or fifth. <laughs> like that's not a bad season. It's just I don't think they're going to go and um, do what FC Cincinnati did last season and just kind of dominate except for Charlotte. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I I think, honestly, that's a disappointing season. If they finish below third, if I was a Nashville SC supporter and my team finished third, fourth or less, I'd be be livid. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's fair. Much they spent on the club, um, I think – it's it's not the best. I mean, the the amount of resources they pulled together, and the fact that they just signed their coach to an MLS contract, which I don't know if I understand. I I get the idea. Oh, I think it's this. I think that's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. I heard someone say, "Oh, maybe he was looking at other opportunities, so they were trying to get him signed, so he doesn't go elsewhere." Which that I understand, but it's also like if he wants to leave a team that's about to go into MLS. Then let like let him go. I don't. I just don't understand the yeah. thought process. And maybe we can get some insight on that when we talk to some of the Nashville people when we when we play them. But like to me, it makes zero sense to lock him down now because if they if he goes out and they struggle, like I am predicting, you've already signed him to be your your MLS head coach. So like yeah, can he he can't lose the job. So if they're terrible this season, if it's a disaster, what do you do? You have to buy him out and like fire him. And pay him all this money. So, it, to me, it makes zero sense. Like, you can find – I feel like they could have found a better head coach um, if he had wanted to walk away or if, you know, if he was threatening to leave, they could have upgraded, I'm sure. Mm. But that's just my – that's my uh, one specific prediction outside of the independence. Did you think of one or you just want to move on? I'm going to I'm gonna TBD this one because, mm. I, I mean, I've got some – I've got some thoughts on the league, but as far as like a main pinnacle one, I, I don't have a, one to be precise, to be honest with you. Are you saving them for the uh, USL show? Is that what you're doing? No, I, I swear I'm not saving them for the USL show, <laughs> um, even though it kind of seems like I may be. But yeah. Um. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's do listener questions then. Ooh. We don't have many. <laughs> okay. Let me pull them up. Twitter's being slow. Okay, here we go. Oh, good old Twitter. So, our good friend Matt, a.k.a. Bo Round and Round, he said, <laughs> what's the history behind Truly Madly Deeply 
as the unofficial club anthem? Um, that's a it's a a great question, question Gary. Um, I feel like it's a Gary thing. Like, yeah, I I think it's a Gary thing that we don't know the answer in a way too. Um, I I think it's just a song he loves and. He was hell bent on integrating it into the uh, Jack's militia lore, I suppose. Um, yeah, Gary, if you're listening, or anybody, if you're listening, who can tell us the real reason, uh, just kind of tweet at us after the show or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry, sorry, Matt, I just don't know the answer. But it's it's it has it kind of took off. We had the scarf last year, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's pretty pretty well established at this point, I would say. Yeah, it's uh, I, I love it. It's it's a fun song to that's easy to sing once you know the lyrics, of course. Um, but it, it's a good anthemic uh, song, I think. Yeah, yeah. We were kind of talking about that the other day, just between us. Like, I don't know, original songs and chants are just so much better than something that you can recycle. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, everybody's gonna have the basic songs. Um, where you just kind of change out your team name. Uh, but it, it, anytime you, even if it's something quirky, like truly madly deeply, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's ours. So yeah. it's, it, it's a little bit more special, even if it's goofy. Exactly. And I, I think those are, I'm not a gatekeeper and I wouldn't even try to be, but I, I definitely love the original songs and things like that a little bit more than the alternative. I just do. That's fine. All right, uh, next question is also from Matt. He asks, heading into the team's fourth season, which I think it's the fifth season, isn't it? Or is it? Um, I, think it I think it's the fifth. Yeah. Anyways, the point remains. Yeah. Uh, what have been the Independence' greatest and worst moments? Oh, man. We all know the worst moment. <laughs> well, is there a single... I, I hate that this is going to sound super negative, but is there a single worst moment? Um, oh yes, there's a single worst <laughs> moment, and you were there for it. Maybe you don't remember it because you <laughs> drank so much. The NC, I don't know that. It, it that no, I, that was absolutely that was the lowest I have ever felt as an Independence fan. I I, I guess there are the two games, but to, to me that one was worse because we weren't down a man. Um, yeah, and it was. And we, I still yeah I I still hate that deflection up in Richmond. Or not Richmond, uh, Rochester in the playoff game, the deflection goal that that gave them yeah. the playoff game. I it, still like the 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 amount of hope I felt before that. That may be the the single highest and lowest I felt as an Independence fan in like a fifteen to thirty minute stretch. Where like I I understand what you're saying, yeah. but like at least we were in that game to an extent, and like yeah, we scored that beautiful goal. Like we had good moments, I guess the end of the the other game we had one good moment where we took the lead. Um, but yeah, I would say that's definitely the worst moment for me, in my opinion, was the last season away at NCFC. Um, it was just kind of demoralizing. It yeah, it was a tough one. I mean, it's what what is your single highest moment as an Independence fan then? I mean, mine is probably a little bit different just because I wasn't around for some of the f- stuff in the first season with the Open Cup run. 
I feel like most fans would probably go with that one with beating uh, the Rev- New-, New England Revolution in the Open Cup on Jorge's like crazy wonder goal. Um, oh. I, I would, objectively speaking, that's probably like the biggest one. It's got to be up there. I mean, it just just the goal itself would have been remarkable. Yeah, I still I haven't I haven't looked too deeply, but I don't know that there's actual video of it. Jorge's goal. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I oh, I'll uh, I'll find it for you. It's re- it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. It's I feel like it's pretty easy to find. But I'll, if you can't find it, I'll I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a couple honorable mentions. Enzo's hat trick against Louisville, um, hat trick mm. and red card. Um, yeah, that that was a good moment. That was like, that was one of the craziest Independence games. Like big crowd, yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, huge stakes. We were playing literally for first place that day, um, and we and we won. We just we I yeah. felt like we dominated that game. Um, yeah. I know we didn't we didn't have the bulk of the possession but it felt like we were always in control um mm-hmm. except for that one little bit at the end where donnie had to save us with his crazy clearance off the line um, that wasn't I, the same game, i think that it? was oh. i think that was after enzo got sent off though um i think so yeah but I yeah feel like that was very late in the game yeah enzo hat trick and two yellow cards um for celebrating in the stands which <laughs> I, he that was some bs but whatever yeah. that was that's that's probably up there as well i think that's fair i think that's a good uh good high moment all right uh moving on next question is from jason he says does goose overshare on twitter thinking of the michael bradley bob bradley thing i'm gonna go with yeah probably uh, that was when <laughs> you probably should have kept to yourself for those who don't follow yeah. ben on twitter uh, oh which goodness. what are you doing because great 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 twitter follower follower <laughs> like as popular as he is on this show he's like 10 times more popular on twitter um but anyways this weekend goose learned that bob bradley is the father of michael bradley i, I was flabbergasted I, where i learned this from was when i was watching we are lafc and i <laughs> I almost fell off the couch when I heard it because I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like it, it makes complete sense. I was gonna they, say, did after after you found out and you saw them like next to each other, did you? Yeah. Figure, were you like, "How did I not realize this before?" Yeah, because they, he's like, uh, they look almost identical. They do. They look very similar. Um, but I was like. I would think I was more just surprised. I think I had to share it somewhere to begin with. I had to be like, how did I not know this? Um, but I did learn in that moment that if you didn't know something that seems obvious, don't tell people. <laughs> don't tell people. Or like, don't tell people online because then they'll just exactly, be mean yeah. to you. <laughs> tell people in a small, confined area, see how that goes, and then go from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, if you didn't know, Michael Bradley is the son of Bob Bradley. Yeah. It's, if you are if you are a listener and you're just now finding out that that's true, uh, let us know because I wanted to see if Goose has company there. I think I'm the only one that knew <laughs> or didn't know. I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so this next question is also from Jason, and he's asking. Um, it's in reference to a tweet. 
It says, do you believe this? And the quote is, the team today could easily smoke the team from back then. Um, and that quote is from President uh, Jim McPhillamy talking about the independence. Um, I don't know which back then, I guess maybe 2015. Um, mm. So do you believe this? I, probably. I, I mean, yeah. it should. it's kind of impossible to say because I feel like the roster in 2015 turned – over so much during the season um, that yeah. maybe it would be hard to figure out which 11 players you would put on the field. Exactly, um, yeah. That, that would be a, an entire episode right there. Um, I would think, yeah. I mean, you think about it too. Like, back then we were allowed like five subs and it was like Division three. Yeah. So by default, like, you think about it, like, it, it was a different game back then. It was, it was different. Yeah, I mean, um, the growth, I would. I the growth of the league that. is one thing that I feel like gets overlooked a lot. Like, the the yeah. quality of the league has grown so fast in the last, like, three seasons. Um, and I expect it to be even higher quality this season than it was last year. So I, I, I would say, I would venture to say, yeah. Like, if you just think hmm. about the quality of player that we've signed this season, um uh, compared to maybe the quality of player that we signed in 2015, um, I would I would say, yeah, that this team should beat the team from 2015. Uh, I mean, obviously yeah. there's a couple of holdovers. you got the, Mar- you know, Alex, Enzo, Jorge, and Joel Johnson maybe all mm, played on the team in 2015. 2015. Or did he join in 2016? Yeah, I, okay. I forget exactly when he joined in 2016, but I think it was later in 2016. Okay, well then, yeah, then even more so – that helps my answer because <laughs> like Joel Johnson would probably smoke any left back in the league for the most part. Yeah. Almost all of them. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was all the listener questions. Um, people, our listeners are still in off season formed, but that's okay. <laughs> Cause once the games get going, I'm sure they will be asking tons of questions and yeah. we'll have to, be hard at work again so um do you have anything else you'd really like to add other than um than what we've already spoken about not that i can think of um indy 11 does go on the road and play st louis on saturday i think it's like an afternoon time frame that's what's really cool about the saturday games um is they're fairly staggered so you'll be able to basically watch soccer all day long again um So that's really cool. It's exciting. But yeah, soccer is almost here. Whether or not it's technically here where we are, it's it's almost here. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to the first game. But uh, I'll be paying very close attention. Um, mm. And we'll talk all things week one next week. Uh you know, we'll hopefully have some more player signings to talk about um, by then. But if not, you know, we've got 11, we've got 12 players, so we've got enough to field uh, a team with one sub. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> we have enough players to field the squad, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, appreciate everybody for listening. Um, like I said, we're going to try some new things this year. Some of them are probably going to be great. Some of them might be terrible. Um <laughs> I think we're going to start putting the shows on YouTube. So if you want to like watch us talk, 
uh, you can do that. I don't, I don't know if that's your thing. If it is, um, then absolutely go for it. We'll put a link to our YouTube channel um, in the description of the show, and you can go there and watch uh, us talk to each other on a screen. So, yeah. Um, ben, I hope you enjoy your weekend. I uh, hope yep. all of the listeners enjoy their weekend. I don't. I think it's going to rain again, so maybe that'll be the end of it. I'm so sick of rain. Yeah, I keep. I think we keep getting teases of spring. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I hope it's here next week because soccer will be here regardless. Yeah, but we have scarves at least. If it's not, if it's cold, it's, and it's the true. team, the team is selling like new jackets, and uh, mm-hmm. along with the new jerseys and everything in the store, so. You can bundle up with all Independence gear for the first game. So we'll talk to you guys next week. And uh, as always, come on, you jacks. Woo!